Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now hosts of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. I am just so excited. I know. I know. I'm just being real. Like, I wake up, and I've said this before on the show, that I wake up every day and say, today is my perfect day. And what I find is that when you set the tone, no matter what's thrown at you, you're able to see it's the perspective, either the glass half full or the glass half empty. I always say, well, shit, you got water. Either way, you look at it. But <laughs> I have on the phone my... One of my best friends, my, she's my sister. She is like my soulmate. And I know a lot of times when people hear the word soulmate, they only link it to a romantic term. Right. You know, the person you're meant to be with from your husband or your wife's standpoint. But I believe, I know we believe that you have many soulmates, many people that you've come into this lifetime with that you have also kind of charged with keeping each other on track. Right. <laughs> and this is my accountability partner in life. Miss Shayla Herndon Edmond. <laughs> <laughs> and outside of being absolutely fabulous and amazing and, and my friend, so yes, I am absolutely very, very biased. <laughs> um, she is also, she works at Wake Forest University in diversity and inclusion. And in addition, I know you got a promotion. What's your official title now? I am the, the director of diversity education. Do you want to know the funny thing is I've been telling everyone you to the director, the head of the whole thing for forever. <laughs> so now your title actually matches all that you do and who I've always said you are. Like, it yes. does. How about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but in addition to that, um, Shayla is a licensed life coach which is amazing, and she does a lot of work with that. Um, so I just wanted to talk. I we, we talk. This is literally my accountability partner, my sister friend, my BFF, my you name it. And we talk a million times a week, probably several times a day. Yes, but we need that so that we can just like – yeah, maintain and just... Right, because sometimes you just have to pick up the phone and just say, listen, I just need you to listen. I just need you to vent. This is what's going on. Right. And I love how we can always help one another find the lesson, find the perspective, find the glass half full, and recognize that it's not about what someone is doing to us. It's about the vibrations that we are sending out. And, and how, how we're responding. And like, how what people do to us is their shit. How we respond is ours. That's Can I, been like my theme of the day. Like, check how you're responding. Absolutely. That's where your shit is. We say that all the time. We're like, that's not my shit. <laughs> right. 
Right. I have enough shit that I need to work on here. That shit, that ain't mine. Oh, I don't yes, need no yes, more yes. to take on, to learn, to understand. Mm-hmm. I have enough on my plate that I have chosen to work through in this lifetime. Absolutely. <laughs> That's been like the theme of the week. It's like, be clear that you're not taking on other people's stuff. And like, I feel like the universe is just like, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Like, stay clean and clear. Absolutely. So, you know, we've been talking because this is a book that both of us, like I know you have this book, I have this book, and we've thumbed through the book. Well, at least I can only speak for myself. I've thumbed through the book, but I've never read it from front to cover, you know, nonstop. Mm -hmm. And it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise L. Hay. And I looked on the back of the book, and I bought it from this bookstore that you and I both love here. Mm -hmm. And the date on the barcode is 2014. (sighs) So I've literally had this book sitting at my house for two years, looking at it, passing it by in my meditation room, prayer closet, whatever you want to call it, whatever your language is, (laughs) the area where I go to reconnect to Woosah and to center in our home. That room, it has literally been sitting there. It's traveled from my old house to my new house untouched until now. Because now it's time, clearly. Yeah. Turn it open. And and just for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, Louise Hay, she is a metaphysical lecturer and teacher and a best-selling author of numerous books, including I Can Do It, The Empowering Woman. Um, her works have been translated into 29 different languages in 35 countries throughout the world. Um, and she literally is on the international bestseller list with more than 30 million copies of this book sold. Yes, she's like real deal. And I'm reading this straight from the book. I'm really not, you know, I'm just, just so you know, <laughs> this is what her blurb on the on the book, um, it says and how she describes herself. But the one thing that really stood out when I started reading the book um, is just that piece about the dialogue that we have between our ears and behind our eyes and how that shapes the life that we see before us and the life that we feel happens to us. So what is your take on that? Oh, I have so many takes on that. Oh, wow. I mean, in the, even though I've read the book and I know these things, just even right now in my week, I'm so reminded of how important that is that, you know, I call it chatter. Like, you know, yes. the, it's that you have a thought or you have a desire and then you know, and you're excited about it, but then all of a sudden the questions come in. Can you do that? Do you have enough time? Do you have enough money? Do you have enough this? The, all, you know, all those things that over time, it's like you let all the air out of your own balloon. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I, I know that I've done that so much and the book and just our conversations and the fact that we can check in with each other has helped me to learn that I can do something. I can do lots of things differently, mm-hmm. um, but it's that, constant thing that I have to keep coming back to is like what are what are my most present thoughts and how am I how is that shaping my reality because things aren't just like randomly happening to me like I have input right um and yeah so I, I really believe that that's so true that thoughts are things and that whatever we focus on there's a direct correlation between that and what's happening. Yeah. But because we don't recognize chatter as thoughts. Right. It's like they're silently manifesting stuff. 
right? Everything we're thinking and saying and speaking and it's manifesting into our reality. And if you don't like, like, what you're thinking, like you can change it. I feel like a lot of times people don't realize that it's your mind and you can police it. You can say, okay, wait, no, that doesn't serve me. Just because someone told you that you were ugly or that you were fat or that you were stupid, that doesn't mean that you have to take ownership of that and then continue to play, replay that reel over and over in your head till you begin to believe it. Um, This is something that I, I, an excerpt from the book that I thought was really good. Um, She says, uh, Louise Hayes says that thoughts have no power over us unless we give into them. Thoughts are only words strung together. They have no meaning whatsoever. Only we give meaning to them. Let us choose to think thoughts that nourish and support us. Part of self-acceptance is releasing others' opinions. If I were with you and kept telling you, You are a purple pig. You are a purple pig. You would either laugh at me or get annoyed with me and think I was crazy. I would be most unlikely. It would, sorry, it would be most unlikely that you would think it was true. Yet many of the things we have chosen to believe about ourselves are just as far out and untrue. To believe that your self-worth is dependent on the shape of your body is your version of believing that you are a purple pig. So you reading that reminds me of probably like two or three years ago, our mutual life coach, spiritual, all that, Raymond, gave me this activity. And I hope he doesn't mind me sharing it, but it was so powerful for me that I want to give him credit for how it helped. But he gave me the instruction to just sit down, with my little old self and make a list of all the lies that I tell to myself. And at first when he said, I was thinking like, I don't lie to myself. (laughs) But then when I started the list, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm telling myself, you know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not smart enough. All these things that are so, like, as I was writing it out, like, I'm thinking, like, this is ridiculous, kind of like the purple pig. Like, how on earth can you actually think these things about yourself, given who you know you are, given what you see around you and what you've accomplished and just all the blessings and abundance that are, like, just always surrounding you? How on earth can you believe that? And, you know, it's really helped me to just recognize that, you know, I can go down that path of believing things that are so far from the truth. But I also learned that we tell those lies to ourselves from a place of love because we want to protect ourselves. Yeah. So if I believe I'm not good enough, then I have, it gives me that buffer from feeling like, well, if I don't try, it's just me keeping myself from experiencing or filling the blank. But we can also love ourselves enough to trust that if I go for it, if I lean into whatever, it is that I desire to do that the universe has got me. Absolutely. And it's it's funny that the lies that we tell ourselves, and that was one of the turning points in me realizing that people lie, even people who lie to you or withhold the truth or don't share the whole truth, it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of protection, of not wanting either protection of themselves or of you, of not wanting you to think differently of them or not wanting you to feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it's never usually from a place of malice. And a lot of times we forget that. 
And another exercise that was really great in this book and something that we do do with the girls at Camp Kizzy, you know, is mirror exercises. How often do we walk past a mirror and look at it and be like, oh, I need to get my hair done or oh, I'm, I'm getting too fat or oh, this outfit isn't, you know, or it's something critical. How often do you walk by a mirror and just stop? And look at the things that you appreciate, that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, or even look into your own eyes and say that I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. You reminded me of a time that I was doing a workshop with a group of college students, and I had mirrors in front of each of them, and they didn't know what the activity was, but at one point, you know, one of the participants said, you know, I'm having difficulty just looking at yeah. And yeah. so many people have that. And we've had that experience with Cam Kizzy. We're just looking in the mirror at themselves brings on, brings on a barrage of tears out of nowhere. And you're like, what is going on with you? Right. Right. You know, because we can't we haven't been taught to move beyond what we see. Like our everything that's surrounding us is telling us that we should evaluate, you know, ourselves and what and what we can accomplish by what we can see or by superficial things. But that isn't even the that isn't even the trailer to the movie, <laughs> you know. Like that like has that. what you see has no indication on what you're getting when it comes to me or you or anyone else. Right. You know, as fabulous and wonderful as we know we are, like people have no idea what they're getting when they talk to Keisha and Shay Shay. It's like, wow, you're so many things that I didn't expect just by looking at you. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm a lot of things. I'm a lot of wonderful things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was also going to say, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, how do I change that? Like, what is the process? You know, I think that's interesting. People get caught in this rut and me included. You may get in a place when you're like, okay, so I know I've gotten myself here, but now how exactly, how the hell am I supposed to do something different? Mm -hmm. And what I love is that it's, as simple as saying that you are willing, acknowledging that acknowledging that there is room to change, that you desire to change, that you are willing to change. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, really interesting because a lot of people don't get it. Like everything you, we were just talking about is already the past. So we're always giving this regeneration this is that a word did i make that word mm-hmm. up? no that's okay word. i was just that's making sure that to regenerate is the yeah. word i was thinking i was mm-hmm. like wait did i just make up a whole nother like version of it but we're given the ability to regenerate with every new moment that we have mm-hmm. and the power to change your future lies right here in the present right what you're presently thinking what you're presently doing how you're presently feeling it's in the i am right and I know that when I would start, when I had that moment of recognizing that these are the things that I do to torture myself on a daily basis, <laughs> right. like a, I, my initial thought, thought was I felt guilty, which was another way to torture myself. So, you know, recognize that once you see it, there is sometimes that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this, but like embrace it. Because what I know is that, you know, just like we talk about muscle memory, that once you, you know, that... You just have this natural ability that you never really forget how to ride the bike. Once you notice what you're doing to yourself, once you see it, you can never unsee it. Some people say (laughs) it takes 21 days to make anything a habit. So if you have been badgering yourself for 30 plus years, it's going to take you a little time. So you have to, like, Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite quotes that I always say is be gentle with yourself. You're doing the best that you can. Mm -hmm. And enough people, I don't feel they they recognize that. Right. Um, 
I'm going to take a, a quick break because I also want to talk about affirmations. And a lot of times people are like, well, I don't understand them. I don't know how to do them. You know, so let's talk and about... And that's an affirmation. Right. <laughs> not the right and that's kind. an affirmation, but not in the affirmative. Right, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'll just, before we, we take a quick break, in this book, they also have some really great prayers, affirmations, um, however it is you choose to to view it. But one that I love is, in the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I now choose calmly and objectively to see my old patterns, and I'm willing to make changes. I am teachable. I can learn. I am willing to change. I choose to have fun doing this. I choose to react as though I have found a treasure. When I discovered when I discover something else to release, I see and feel myself changing moment by moment. Thoughts no longer have any power over me. I am the power in the world. I choose to be free. All is well in my world. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. Um, again, it's me <laughs> as well as my friend Shayla. Uh, it's hard for me because I'm trying to give you like government name, but you know, I'm sh- she's shy shy to me. I mean, this is Candidly Keisha, so my right. government name doesn't really fit into it that. It doesn't. You know? So this is my shy shy <laughs> hey, on the phone. And you can't, you have to say shy shy, but shy shy with that at the end is <laughs> necessary. But we were just talking about just, you know, affirmations and how the power of how we see ourselves and really our self-love and our self-worth kind of permeates every other aspect of our life, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, um, whether it's your job, whether it's finding your passion in life, all of that really ends and begins with you. And a lot of people, you know, when it comes to affirmations, they're like, well, I don't know how to. And I would say, you know what? That's the start. The start is identifying all of your don't wants. Sometimes it's writing it down what the things that you are not happy with. So then you can change it into that which you are very, very, you know, happy about. Um, and you need to identify your don't want so that you can get move to your wants. Do yeah. you have any tips on that? The first thing that comes to mind, I remember when I was going through a point where I knew that I wanted a career change, it was time to do something different. I didn't really know what the next step looked like, Mm -hmm. and I kept having, attracting all these opportunities to create my own job. Like, people were like, we want you to work for us, and we want you to create your own job description. So most people would be like, who gets that chance? And I had it happen twice, and then got all the way through the process, and was like, no, this isn't for me. And then after that, I remember just sitting down and writing out what I desired, you know, the, you know, affirming how I wanted the job to feel and those things that were more coming from a place of affirmation that, you know, my desire is to be able to and fill in the blank. And I wrote that list and I walked away from it and didn't think about it until I got a new job and I was packing my office to move out of my old one. And I found the list and I said, oh my gosh, like everything that I affirmed here is what is in this next opportunity. Um, and so, and, and I knew that it was the right opportunity for me because of the way that it made me feel. Um, so whether it's, you know, affirming what I want in my next step or just affirming every day that I am love 
and that I know that all is well. Like, I just have all these little one-liners that I carry with me in my heart all the time so that if I'm feeling anxiety, I can just say over and over again, I am loved. Because the opposite of it is I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I flip that by saying, I'm not anxious, I am love, or I am joy, or whatever it is that I desire to feel, mm-hmm. and I say it until I feel it. <laughs> right, and, and that's part of it. And I'm going to give you an example. Like these are, these are, for those of you who are listening, these are kind of a list of, I think, things that a lot of times people say um, to themselves, and this is an, uh, an example of how you can turn them around. Just suppose your, your list goes something like this. My life is a mess. Mm-hmm. I should lose weight. Nobody loves me. I want to move. I hate my job. I should get organized. You know, I don't do enough. I'm not good enough. This sounds really simple. Like I've heard people say this and then a way you can turn it around is something like this. I am willing to release the pattern in me that created these conditions. I am in the process of positive changes. I have a happy, slender body. I experience love wherever I go. I have the perfect living space. I now create a wonderful new job. I am now very well organized. I appreciate all that I do. I love and approve of myself. I trust the process of life to bring me my highest good. I deserve the best and I accept it now. And if you really want to up the ante, you can borrow one of Keisha's affirmations, which is, I am fucking amazing. Yes, that is my favorite affirmation. <laughs> like, and they don't all have to be so like, ooh, like spiritual lady. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, sometimes, like, my sometimes. angels, my angels talk to me the way I talk. Right. So they have a little bit of a potty mouth. And we're yeah. okay with that. Sometimes my affirmations are inspired by Lil' Kim because that's just like my <laughs> get into like my warrior. I got this. You know, don't I mean, come for me lest you be sent for mode. I'm telling you, there's nothing like creating a spiritual ether to say in the shower. Like, you know, nah, sometimes you have to create a spiritual, like, you know, you have to quote Lil' Kim so you can tell people. Like, that's why I love you. We can go from <laughs> Lil' Kim to Jesus. And yes. I know that may sound weird to other people, but, you know, hey, sometimes exactly. you got to do what you got to do. But you saying that it also makes me think about the other tip is that part of what helps it work for us is that we have each other yeah and you know it speaks to the importance of finding people or allowing yourself to be to to open yourself up to finding people who really are on a similar journey we don't always have to have the same um path but that we have the same desires to grow and evolve Mm -hmm. you know so i know that if i call you and i'm all up in my feelings that you're going to tell me the truth because you know what i've committed to do with my, with my journey and that, you know, I know that I won't get too far from center before you pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm about to come to Winston-Salem if you don't get your act together. Hell yeah. (laughs) You You know, know, I will jump in the car on a plane in a heartbeat. I can say it to you and you won't be like, you know what? (laughs) I I low key don't want to get myself together just so she'll roll up on me, but I know that she'll be on, you know what I mean? And just me, for me, it's that knowing that I have people around me who will tell me the truth, who will see the lessons that I'm learning and allow me the space to figure it out mm-hmm. um, and just be supportive in ways that I just feel comfortable just being <laughs> raggedy and ratchet. 
you know, because sometimes that's just where I am. I'm not, I don't always have it all figured out, and sometimes I know what to do, and I'm like, but I don't want to be right? a bigger person. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to be a grown-up today. Yes. <laughs> and so having a, part, having a partner in that, you know, a soulmate in that, and, you know, as you say, and I feel the exact same way, it, it's just something that reminds me that I can't stop growing and evolving, that, you know, it's it's just different than when you feel like you're the only one. And I remember that a time when I felt like, okay, no one really gets it, you know. And then, you know, meeting you, know, meeting you and having people come into my life who do get it in a way that we have shared language and shared goals is just really important for me. Not to say that it can't be done without it, mm-hmm. but I know that I know that the how much it's meant for me in my journey. Got it. Yay, Shay Shay! Yeah, so we're we're gonna sh- we're gonna shift gears. How did you get into life coaching? <laughs> That's an interesting story. So you know what I tell people that life coaching chose me. I don't. I'm. I've been an old soul since before I knew what that even meant, and I can remember being in probably like middle school or some ridiculously early age and having friends come to me with their issues, whether it was stuff going on at home with their parents and literally like being on the phone way past midnight, actually like just being that voice or someone that someone. That's that time when you under the covers, when you trying to hide, (laughs) make sure the light Uh isn't showing on the phone so you don't get in trouble for being on the phone. Bingo. Bingo. (laughs) I was so slick. I used to like find the phone jack and like, oh no, my favorite one is I, that was back in the day when we had, um, we had fax machines at the house. Uh-huh. So I would go downstairs and I would talk on the fax machine phone <laughs> because A, no one else in the house could pick up that line and B, like if I could, I could put it on silent and there was a little red light that flashed, like how we're in the studio and then oh, my friends could call me, <laughs> right? And then no one would know we're on the phone because the phone would never ring and I'd be sitting downstairs <laughs> in the basement by the fax machine stalking that sucker. Oh, you, you were clever. <laughs> I was not that creative. I was yeah. so, I, that's part of it. Maybe just because I'm, creativity is like the space I live in. I've always thought outside the box. So as a <laughs> child, I was real slick, I must say. <laughs> yeah, you clearly you were, because I don't know if I would have thought about using the fax machine phone. Right. But yeah, so those experiences, I mean, I guess, you know, I was always the friend that people came to. Like even our, some of our mutual friends call, you know, call me the, the voice of reason. And it was just something that like, I always Fifi. did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I always did, but I didn't know or recognize that it was a gift or even a calling or something that I could make a career out of. So it took me a while to recognize that, like, this isn't just something that you do. It's really a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. So just rock with it, you know. So it was after that realization that I decided, you know, I'll get my formal certification. Not that I'm not already doing it, you know, but since some people need paper, I can get paper. Uh, <laughs> But it was more of a, this is just another way for me to announce that this is a part of one of the many things that I do um, that fits into that, you know, eclectic soul that I like to call myself. Absolutely. You're Reiki Reiki certified. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Reiki, it's just an ancient energy healing work. Exactly. um, Is all it is. More people than you would ever know actually are aware of it. It's not like some... Wait, what did who was it that said was it hoodoo? Was it was it Curtis? <laughs> I don't know who it was. Curtis. It was Curtis. Probably so. Mm-hmm. So Curtis is Shayla's husband. 
who is in massage therapy school. I'm so proud of Curtis, and I'm so excited for him. He, like, literally um, had, you know, a nine-to-five. It wasn't even nine-to-five. Curtis was always at work. It was nine-to-whenever. It was nine-to-whenever job. And finally got up the courage, was like, this is not what I want to do with my life. I don't enjoy being here, and went to massage therapy school. So he, um, by the way, I still haven't gotten a massage yet. But that's can we I'm just gonna... pause and celebrate the fact that I married a massage therapist? Talk about my decision making skills. Can I talk about how like, I'm a little whatever. jealous? Because you get massages on. <laughs> but you know what? Again, when it comes back to that paper, my husband may not have a certificate, but his massages are amazeballs. Hey, that counts too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we were on the phone the other day, and Curtis said, "Yeah, he used that word." I think. Hoodoo or whatever it was. It was just really funny. Oh, about. I, now, I now remember he was in class and they were, some of the people were like, when they were talking about Reiki and yes. energy, they were like, it's kind of like that hoo-hoo yeah. or something like that. We were um, talking about it because they, right. they learned that because massage is not just the technical aspect. It's not just, you know, knowing the muscle groups, knowing how to, you know, work out knots and kinks and diagnose. Like there's everything from having to know like skin diseases because you got to touch mm-hmm. people. It's knowing, you know, about energy work because it is a it is a transfer of energy that you're also working with as you work on people. So it's kind of cool, right? And I think you know, it, the other thing that's important for me, or that I'm really interested in, is the fact that like we're talking about the whole book, you can hear your life, and part of what we learn from the book, it or what I've learned from the book is the connection between mind, body, and spirit. And so not only are my thoughts impacting my reality in terms of am I attracting drama or, you know, serially dating the same person when I was, you know, on the market, <laughs> but also that, it, like, it can manifest in my body that my worry can show up in my lower back. And yes. that was actually how I found out about the book because I had pinched my sciatic, sciatic nerve. nerve. The doctors didn't know what the hell to do with me, and I had to be creative and figure out how to heal myself. Yeah. And literally doing some research online led me to this whole notion that, like, what's going on in my body can actually have a connection to what's going on with me spiritually and emotionally. It's and all I didn't know it before, but when I read it, I was just like, damn. Yes, it's absolutely all interconnected. And, you know, that's something else that I love about the book. In the appendix of the book, it goes through a lot of very common diseases mm-hmm. and afflictions, and it gives you the spiritual connectivity to why it may be manifesting in your body. Because there is, you know, a spiritual connection to cancer, to, you know, everything that's going on. And it it very much works in correlation, what we put into our body, not just the food, but the thoughts, how we treat our body. It all manifests in how we show up and how we experience this world around us. I always tell people, like, we're the common denominator. Whatever shit's going on, we are the common denominator. So you can't always look to what everyone else is doing and be the victim because you play a part in it as well. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you realize that you're giving your power away to all of these people as a victim, that you hold the power to create the situation, but just as much power to change the situation. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the game changer when you realize that like you, not only can you heal your life, but you create your life. You know, um, that's, yeah, that's, when, that's where all the magic is. It's like, that's where yeah. the magic happens. Not like, you know, in MTV Cribs back in the day, we tell at our age, they'd be like, get to the bedroom, this is where the magic happens. No, the magic <laughs> happens within you, it buddy. because you are the magic in you, life. Yeah. yeah, and that's something we always remind each other, that we are the magic. And it's not about using the magic, it's about being the magic. Exactly. And yeah. everyone has that capability. 
Yeah, we do. I'm, and I'm so grateful to, like, know the difference because I've definitely lived a life of feeling like I was waiting on something to, I don't know what I was waiting on. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you said that because I feel like a lot of people do that. Like, even in life, like, people are like, well, when I get married or when I have kids or when I do this, then this will be right or this will. But I guess I've learned that every time I've said that, it hasn't changed who I am and what's going on. The only time the change comes is when I change something within myself. Right. And I feel like when I was doing that, it just gave me, it really set me up for disappointment and frustration that I never really attached to my own behavior. Mm-hmm. So if I'm waiting on, you know, an opportunity where I'm waiting on the Lord for something and then it doesn't <laughs> happen, it's like, well, where are you, Lord? It's like, well, he, and, you know, the Lord or whatever, you know. The universe, you, God. You, right. However it manifests you, it's probably like, I'm waiting on you too, boo. You know, I've given you all that you need. And so that recognition that, like, I have the power, I have the ability, and that it really is up to me to decide what I'm going to create today, Right? how my day is going to be. That's actually one of my favorite stories. I may have told that here on Candidly Keisha. I'm not sure, but I'm going to tell it again. It's kind of like the guy said there's this massive flood. (laughs) <laughs> and he's at his house. And so first, the you know, the rescue workers come like, hey, we're evacuating everyone. A flood's coming. You need to get out. He's like, I'm okay. God is going to save me. He's like, okay, sir, I'm telling you, you should probably come with us. I'm fine. So then the water begins to rise. A man comes by in a boat. And it's like, sir, get on the boat. The water is rising. You need to leave. He's like, no, I'm good. God is going to save me. <laughs> so then this guy now is like, oh, shit. This water keeps rising. I'm on the roof now. So then the helicopter comes by and throws a ladder out at him. And it's like, sir, get on the ladder. The water is rising. He's like, no, I'm good. God is going to save me. And so then he sits there. And then the water rises. And then the man dies, right? So then he gets to heaven. And he looks at God. And he's like, God, why didn't you save me? I've been a believer. I waited on you. And God looks at him and says, I sent the man walking. I sent the man on the boat. I sent the man in the helicopter. And you didn't take the opportunity. Yeah. And that's life. People it is. sit around and are like, no, God is going to. And then when the life rafts are sent, when the resolution is sent, when the whatever it is, the resolve is sent, we have to take it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can easily do that, the, you know, I'm waiting on God or I'm waiting on something, because if we are waiting on something or someone else, we don't have to assume responsibility for what we're doing or what happens as a result of it. Absolutely. But I just want to say, you know, thank you for 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 coming on Candle and Keisha today. Thanks for having our My chat. Goodness. I still, you know we talk about this. I'm still amazed that I'm like, they let me have a podcast. I know. And let me talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. But the amazing thing was that I needed to have this conversation today because as much as we know and as much as I know these things, sometimes I need to be reminded of it. Girl, and I want to say that too. Like, this is not me being preachy telling you this is what you need to be doing. This is as much for me as it is for you as it is for Shayla that, you know, it's a work in progress and it never ends. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but we are continuously growing, learning, changing, evolving, and no one is stagnant. Right. And I have to be reminded of it just just as the next person does. And the more we hear it, the more we're reminded of it, the more that it sticks with us. Absolutely. So. For me, I needed this conversation too today. I've had one of those mornings today where I had to remind myself, 
I am perfect and exactly, and I am loved exactly the way I am. And you I've know? had that week where it's like I've noticed the chatter creeping up. So, yeah. You know, well, why isn't this happening? Why did they do that? You know, and just, yeah, and and I needed to just remember to to quiet that and just know who I am. Right. And that there, if there's that there's nothing that's for me that any one person can block from me. It's up to me to allow it. Absolutely. What's for you is for for you. you. All day, every day. Right. Because, like, I always love this story. Because, like, even you and your husband, your husband, y'all were meant for each other. (laughs) My friend is such a, a, she's spiritual now, but she's a pimp, too. (laughs) I'm just going to be real. Shay Shay, because now you Shay Shay. Mm -hmm, Shay mm -hmm. Shay was pregnant when she met her husband. Mm -hmm. And now they have three beautiful children together. Well, you know, one that she was pregnant with and then two Miles and Maddie. Yeah. Um, but if that doesn't say that when you know, you know, when Absolutely. it's for you, it's for you. Absolutely. You know, when I tell people the story that when Curtis and I started dating and I was pregnant with a child from a previous relationship, that I decided I'm not going to stay just because I'm expecting. Exactly. They're looking like, now what now? And, you know, my chatter sometimes said, you know, he can't be serious. But the part of me that knew that, okay, I'm pregnant and maybe I'm not going to pursue that relationship with my child's father, but I'm still good. Like, we're okay. You're we still no worries. You're that, still you enough. Know, exactly, that I'm enough. You know, I realized that it allowed me to have the confidence to allow what was for me to be for me. You know, and so, you know, we dated, we got engaged, we got married, we have two children, you know, um, of our own, and we have a blended family that is completely seamless. But if I had allowed the chatter to dictate to me what was for me, I wouldn't have anything that I have right now. And I love how Michael says, Michael's their oldest, or or her oldest, who she was pregnant with when they got together, he's like, I have two dads. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest thing ever and a testament to the job that you guys have done. Absolutely. So we are definitely a testament to like blended families and co-parenting and all that stuff can work, but it's up to, you know, it's up to us to do the work to make it, to allow it to happen. Absolutely. Well, Shay, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And you're going to be back because you, you can't get rid of me. You're stuck with me for life. You uh, already know that. And, um, and you're stuck with me, too. It ain't like I'm letting you go nowhere, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. And for the perfect reminder that I needed today that all is well. And I just need to, yeah, remember that I am and my life is pretty freaking amazing. Absolutely. I'm going to leave. Um, before we go from Candidly Keisha, this was the affirmation. I'm actually currently reading um, You Can Heal Your Life. And today's affirmation that I read, I'm going to share with you. And it is, in the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. My life is ever new. Each moment of my life is new and fresh and vital. I use my affirmative thinking to create exactly what I want. This is a new day. I am a new me. I think differently. I speak differently. I act differently. Others treat me differently. My new world is a reflection of my new thinking. It is a joy and a delight to plant new seeds, for I know these seeds will become my new experiences. All is well in my world. 
This is Candidly Keisha, and stay tuned next Friday. We'll be talking about something utterly and completely different, but I'm sure you will enjoy it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.